Hi, and welcome to the South Central PA Mom Fireflies and Whoopie Pie Podcast, where we discuss motherhood, local events, and everything in between right here in South Central PA. So sit back, grab a coffee a while, and settle in for the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Fireflies and Whoopie Pie. Today, we have Alicia Fitzwater. She is the programs coordinator for Gigi's Playhouse in Lancaster. Alicia, thank you for being here. Hi, thanks so much. I'm excited. (laughs) So um, tell us what Gigi's Playhouse is for people who are not familiar. Yeah, so Gigi's Playhouse is um, a Down Syndrome Achievement Center, and it's a system of them all across the U.S. with two in Mexico. And I am actually from the one in Lancaster, um, and we're the first and only one in uh, Pennsylvania, actually. And uh, yeah, we just do free purposeful programming for those with Down syndrome and their family of all ages. And how did you get involved? Um, I actually was on the startup committee, so I helped um, to to open one here with the startup committee in Lancaster. And uh, I had been a part of another nonprofit, Celebrate Down Syndrome, first. And um, a friend told me about, you know, Gigi's. We saw YouTube videos and just wanted to bring one here to this area, to our community. And you got involved with Down Syndrome because your niece has Down Syndrome, right? Um, kind of. I actually was involved even before she was born, which is kind of oh, wow. cool. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> my niece is eight right now, but I actually got involved um, probably, I think, about 11 years ago with the other nonprofit. Um, and the first thing I ever did was throw a Christmas party for families that had a child with Down syndrome. And that was before I ever knew she was going to be born. So it was cool to get involved. And then she uh, surprised us. Yeah. Well, what got you interested in working with people with Down syndrome to begin with? Yeah, so I actually, um, I started going to school for nursing. And once I got a job in nursing, I realized that I didn't like blood or needles. Um, It wasn't for me. So I ended up um, at church. They had a buddy ministry that I saw a video about where you could pair up with a child with special needs and Um, be their buddy during church. So um, I started doing that. I met a little boy that had a dual diagnosis of Down syndrome and autism. And I just kind of fell in love with him and his family and (laughs) ended up changing my major in school, um, going to Millersville for early childhood and special ed. And uh, then one of the moms came in to talk about uh, just her experience having a child with Down syndrome. And just she really spoke to me and her story and she asked if anybody wanted to volunteer and help and that's how I got involved. And then that is just that's so crazy that you ended up having a niece with down syndrome after all of that. Yeah, exactly, right? And she's amazing. How did, how, <laughs> did she was she diagnosed at birth or was it prenatally? It was prenatal, yeah. Yeah. So how how was the news for your family? Um for the for the family, I'd say it was it was tough because they weren't as involved as we were. So um, I was kind of excited uh, just because <laughs> they love people with Down syndrome. Um, but it was tough because they had never really um, had experience with anyone with special needs. It was kind of what 
what I did, um, but not what they did. So I had to kind of just help um, get them involved and help them meet people. And then it, it became a little easier. Yeah, that is, I can definitely sympathize with that because as listeners may or may not know, my son has Down syndrome also. Um, and I also got a prenatal diagnosis and it was, it was terrifying. And, you know, I realize now in retrospect, you know, why it's so scary is because you're not around people with disabilities. Like, I don't think before Wyatt, I had ever even met someone with Down syndrome. They weren't, I I didn't see them at my school. I didn't see them like around my community. You know, they just weren't really, they're so segregated, you know, when I was growing up and thankfully that is changing a lot. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. So there's just no opportunity for people to know like, Hey, this isn't a scary, bad thing. Yeah. Your story is very similar to ones that we hear. And that's one of the reasons Gigi's Playhouse and Lancaster and all of them really exist is just to kind of show the capabilities of our people with Down syndrome and just show that they can be included and should be in all kinds of things. Um, just so more people get to meet them. And so they they don't grow up not ever knowing someone, um, but they can be like, oh yeah, I know this person with Down syndrome. And um they've touched my life in this way, or I, I know they can do this. Um, so that it's not as scary, like you said. And well, and what's funny is that now I'm definitely a lot like you where, (laughs) you know, I'll have, you know, a friend or someone or whoever that they're like, Oh, a friend of mine, you know, has just gotten a down syndrome diagnosis. Would you talk to them? And, and I'm always like, I know you don't want to hear this right now, but I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. The, the first thing we try to say at Gigi's is congratulations, um, just because a lot of other people don't know exactly what to say. So we try to just tell them we're excited that you're going to be part of our our family here and we'll be here to support you when you're ready. Well, and regardless of, you know, when you get your diagnosis, whether it's prenatally or at birth, um, and this is something that is a huge problem just across the board, <laughs> you don't hear congratulations. Yeah. You hear, I'm sorry. You know, like what that sets this negative mindset right from the beginning when what they should be hearing is exactly what you're saying, you know, is is congratulations. We're we're so happy that you're here. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's that's something common we hear as well. It's still happening, unfortunately, um, that the birth diagnosis are are still delivered that way. So that's Uh uh, one thing we want to get into more in this coming year is into you know, doctor's offices and hospitals just to kind of maybe give some different wording that they could share. Or um, we we do have like resources in the hospitals that new moms can get a bag with some support in it and contact information when they're ready to reach out. And I can say for me personally, um, we went to our first Gigi's event um, where we met you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, It was pancakes and pajamas, right? And you had Santa there and the Grinch. And it was just so overwhelming. And I mean that in the best way. And the reason I say overwhelming was because it was one of the first times that I was there with my family and I didn't feel like we were alone. Yes. You know, like it was... 
there's so often where I will go places like we'll go to like a little festival or we go out to the movies or whatever. I never, you know, see other kids like Wyatt's age with Down syndrome or people with Down syndrome. You know, it's, it's very rare. Mm-hmm. And so then we go to this event at Gigi's and it's like, here's this community with tons of people just like Wyatt. And it was just so like, just emotionally overwhelming, like in the best way. It, it was yeah. just it was a great feeling, you know? And that's why I think it's really important that there are programs like Gigi's available for, you know, people that have family members with special needs. Yeah. Yeah. So something cool about that day was, like I said, I've been doing that for about 11 years um, and the Christmas party has gotten bigger every year. And this Christmas, there were 85 families there that had a child with Down syndrome. So at one point there could have been about 85 um, people with Down syndrome in the same gym. Um, and, and it was really cool. Yeah. Like you said, like just to be surrounded by, we hear like parents say that they just feel accepted. Like they're not judged when they're there. Like it's okay if their child does something different maybe than other children do or, um, and you know, just, or if they need to take their time to go up to the next activity or they need some help with it. It's okay. Like nobody is judging them. They're all there really helping them at their own pace. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's what we really try to work on with our volunteers too, is just to meet the child where they are and just help them do whatever they need to be successful Um, and to praise those little things too, because um, it might be easy for a typical child to do an activity, but our, our kiddo with Down syndrome is working so hard to complete that at their own pace. So we celebrate, you know, when they do complete, you know, the obstacle course or they they do get the the ball through the hole. You know, those things are celebrated, even though they seem small to others. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think that just having a community community is important for I mean, for everyone, you know, like if. I think that people generally can agree with that. You know, like if you are, you know, for example, with, um, you know, you see now with interracial adoptions, like it's really encouraged. Like, look, if you are adopting a child that is a different race than yours, make sure you are involving them in their community because they need that. People who have, you know, family members with special needs, you know, having that community, like people who understand who you are and what you're doing and what your struggles are and what your accomplishments are. Like that's so important. I think for everyone, for everyone to have that. Yeah, exactly. And, and getting the families together is really cool too, just because those other moms and dads and grandparents can just be support for each other because they've gone through it or they're going through it right now, or maybe they will go through it in the future. So they have people to just lean on and get resources from, or just, just someone to listen to and understand them. And now Gigi's, this is not the original Gigi's Playhouse, right? Correct. Yeah. They actually started out in Chicago um, Mm -hmm. about 20 years ago. We just had our 20th anniversary for Gigi's Playhouse Incorporated. Um, And it started by a lady named Nancy Gianni. Um, She was a mom. She had a young, I think she was about nine month old baby named Gigi who had Down syndrome. And in the Chicago area, she just expressed that there wasn't much for her. There wasn't support or therapy or anything really. Um, So she kind of describes the one night she was walking up to bed carrying Gigi 
and she just felt the weight of the low muscle tone. And I know you know what I mean, um, just yes. with, with that, <laughs> the heaviness of them not supporting their own weight with their muscles. Um, and so if you've held a baby with Down syndrome, that makes sense to you. Um, yeah, it's not so bad when they're babies, but just as an example, I don't know if this even will help anyone who's listening, but I have, I have a 12 year old and 11 year old. My 11 year old is the one that has down syndrome and they weigh about the same. They both weigh about 75 pounds, but I can tell you that my son with down syndrome is so much heavier. You know, if I pick up my son that's 12, it's like he is, he's holding himself up, you know, like he is, he's, he'll help, you know, if I pick him up to like, if we're goofing around, I'm going to throw him on the couch you know, he'll help like spring up to push up to be, you know, to jump and to reach, you know, like someone with low muscle tone, they can't do those things as easily. So it's kind of like, like if you ever hear they're referred to as like floppy. Yeah. You know, like that, <laughs> yep. it, makes it, it makes it a lot heavier. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. No. Yeah. So um, she just, she just described that and she carried her up the steps that night, felt the weight of the the low muscle tone and just kind of vowed that she would do something for her daughter. She didn't know what, but she just vowed she would do something to change the way the world views Down syndrome. And, um, and Gigi's was born out of that. So um, we were number 48 to open. So now there's close to 60 playhouses across the U.S. and two in Mexico. And we all do pretty much very similar things. We have the same types of programming, um, everything's free to the families to come to. Um, everything we do is purposeful, so there's a meaning behind it, uh, but we make it really fun. And um, yeah, I mean, we were just excited to open. We've been open for almost four years. We're going to be celebrating four years in January. Now, what kind of programming do you have at Gigi's? Yeah, so um, we do all kinds of programming. We're up to about 13 different programs that we offer. Um, one of them is our one-on-one literacy and math tutoring. So that's, most things are done through like a 15-week session. So like we're going to be starting a, a spring session from January through April. And for tutoring, uh, kiddos from three through adult can sign up to be paired with a tutor. And then they meet at the same day and time for an hour and just work on literacy or math. And it's kind of to just develop a love of reading or a love of math and just to meet them where they are. So if they're really struggling in a certain area, they'll work on that with them and they'll just give them extra support. And through a lot of manipulatives, um, using 3D objects to learn math in a more concrete way, you know, just way that a person with Down syndrome would learn better. And for reading as well, we use a lot of different materials just to make it easier for them. So that's that's one program. Um, we also have a Gigi's Kitchen class where we're teaching our adults how to cook, um, how to be safe in the kitchen, um, also incorporating nutrition and eating a balanced diet, um, and just all those skills related, you know, measuring and knife skills and just how to be able to help their family in the kitchen as well or prep their own meals. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm. um, you have programs yeah. for like all different ages. It's not just for little, little kids. Correct. Yeah. So our earliest program is our LMNOP, which stands for Language, Music, and Our Peeps. 
And that's the first one that uh, babies and moms can come to um, when they start. And then we have everything. We have the next age up. We have three to five-year-olds. We have a preschool program. Then we have um, a destination discovery is for our kiddos, you know, five to 12-year-olds. Um, we also do fitness class, which is we have for toddlers, for kids, for teens. Um, and then actually our adult programming is actually our most attended. We have the most adults that come. So ages 18 through, you know, 30s. Um, we do programs during the day for them too, as well, because uh, some of them aren't working every day of the week. And so we do programming during the day where um, they'll write out all of our thank you notes, our birthday cards that we send out from Gigi's. They come from adults with Down syndrome. Um, they'll do crafts and things to be sold at local craft shows that we go to. Um, they'll also just do some social activities, like lots of get to know you and talking. Um, karaoke we'll throw in there too. So yeah, something for everybody, all ages. Okay. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds, and it's like fun stuff too. Like you have, you have events also. Yeah. So we, we do a lot of themes for the holidays. So like we just had an elf party where all of our teens and adults could dress like an elf. Um, we watched the Buddy the Elf movie and we even ate spaghetti with uh, syrup and chocolate syrup on it and candy. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, we actually had an elf breakfast. Uh, yeah, it was fun. So we like to do a lot of those fun things. Um, and we do them right alongside with them because, you know, I'm an adult, they're an adult, and I've always wanted to do that. So it's so much fun. Yeah, it's. I think that's a, a good thing to point out, too, is that I think a lot of people tend to kind of infantilize people with Down syndrome, like someone who is a 22 year old with down syndrome is still an adult and they should still be treated like it. And there is no rule saying that adults cannot have a fun elf themed breakfast. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, you know, we often get to that fine line of, you know, we want to make things very age appropriate for them um, because we don't want our adults treated like children, you know? Um, and it's really interesting because a lot of our adults, like we say, you know, our 18 year olds, a lot of them are coming to us because they're done with school now and they aren't going off to college or they're not ready to live on their own yet. And that's okay. But we kind of, a lot of their friends kind of move on and do those things. Um, and so Gigi's kind of fills that gap and gives them a place that they can be dropped off and their parents can leave and they can be their own person and they can make friends. So it really is developing their independence when they're at Gigi's. Um, while they're there, you know, we want them to, you know, do things on their own. We're trying to teach them these life skills that they can go do things on their own. And a lot of them, I mean, that's where their friends are. So they come to be with their friends, to socialize, to hang out, to cook with them. Um, our fitness classes, you know, every week they come and work out with their friends. Um, and yeah, it's a place that, you know, there's volunteers there, yes, that we are overseeing it, but we're all kind of taught to make sure they are doing it on their own and developing that independence for them. We don't want to, we don't want to do things for them um, because they are adults. Yeah, and and I think that again, that's just a really important thing to 
remember is that, mm-hmm. you know, they're adults and that also they have the same needs as everyone else. Yeah. You know, like, um, what was that video that went, that was released maybe last year or the year before, but it was basically about people with Down syndrome saying like, I don't have special needs. The needs I have are the same as everyone else. You know, I need belonging and love and a community and a purpose. Yeah. It's the same thing everyone else needs. Exactly. And yeah, that is one thing we hear around Gigi's is that it does give some of our adults, even the older ones, like we have some in their, you know, 40s or even 50s. Um, it gives them something to do and to go to. So they're not just sitting at home. It's kind of exciting. Like, oh, I have Gigi's to go to today. You know, I, I have to get up and go see my friends. And um, it's motivation to go do that. And it's kind of like a purpose, like they need me there, you know? Oh, so that's really cool. Now, what about like if someone were to want to get involved, but they don't have a family member with Down syndrome? Yeah. So we, we love volunteers like that. Um, So if someone wants to come volunteer or they want their child to be around other children that have Down syndrome, um, Mm -hmm. they can volunteer right alongside with the children that are in their age group. Um, So it's really cool. Um, We're always looking for volunteers or even to volunteer as a family Um, because it's really cool when, you know, the kids maybe are working out next to a child with Down syndrome. They can be like a model for them and they can kind of show them how to do the activity. Um, And it's really motivating is what we see is when, you know, a typical peer comes alongside them and cheers them on and genuinely uh, you know, wants to praise them and to do it with them. So we're always looking for those volunteers that want to come in. Um, you know, even if you don't have someone with Down syndrome, we'll kind of introduce you to the world and, um, you know, just get you used to it. Sometimes, you know, if you might want to stand back and observe a little bit, I say you're welcome to. Um, but honestly, the the participants will kind of drag you in. They'll notice you're new and they'll say, who's that? What's your name? And uh, they'll pull you in right away and get you involved, which is really cool. Yeah, that is. That's it's. And I think that's great. Just again, to kind of go back to what we talked about before, like typical peers need to be, in my opinion, around their neurodivergent peers. You know, yeah. it's, it it enriches their lives too, not just the people that are neurodivergent, but, yeah. you know, meeting people with different needs and being able to accept those differences and even embrace them and say, this person is my friend, even though they are not like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love when that happens. It's, it's really cool. Um, there's even a little boy that uh, he had been volunteering at his school in like a class for those with special needs. And he, he knew that one of the little kiddos went to Gigi's and he went home and told his mom like, Hey, I want to go there too and volunteer. So (laughs) yep. Him and his mom now come to Gigi's and volunteer in our fitness class. And it's just cool seeing the way he can interact with, with the kiddos, his own age. And, um, just like his love just like shows through and you can tell it's changing his life as well. He just, he just feels so fulfilled and, he's upset when he can't come if he has a different event or something. So um, it's really cool to see those interactions. Yeah. 
And so you have events that you guys do. Do you have one that for you has been one of your favorite events that you have arranged? Well, I mean, I'd have to say pancakes and pajamas, I do say is like my favorite day of the year. Um, yeah. And that would still have to stand um, because that is our, our biggest event of the whole year. The most people come to that. And it's just for me so cool to have everybody all together and it's just so, such a happy, like Christmas and joy filled day, like you saw. Um, it's a great way to like start off your holiday season, um, just with all that happiness and the live music. And um, yeah, so I would have to say that is my favorite day of the year, um, for sure. It's the most fun. It's the most just like laid back, and um, they can really be themselves. So. Now, do you have other like holiday? Um, because you said you have like holiday events. So, what about like other times where it's not in the winter, like Fourth of July or you know St. Patrick's Day or whatever it may be? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we like to really celebrate every holiday at GG's. Um, so what we do is for our programs, we do a monthly programs. So, like one Saturday a month, it will be our preschoolers. And then one Saturday, it's the kids. And one Saturday, it's the adults like that. Um, So whatever holiday is near it, like that month will be themed like that. So yes, we, we will do like a themed program for St. Patrick's Day and everything, you know, they'll do little reading and math activities and fine motor activities that are all related to rainbows and pots of gold. And um, so that it really makes it fun and festive. Um, you know, we'll do an Easter egg hunt at Easter and they'll do Easter activities and then they'll go outside and hunt for eggs. Um, and that's been a really fun one too, because we, we hear from parents that when they take their, their children to, um, these big egg hunts in the community, of course, they're always welcome. And we love that they would include our children, but our children often, you know, may have a, a slower reaction time and it might take them longer to reach down and find the eggs. And often we heard that um, even just they, they were getting trampled on. Yeah. From egg to egg, um, they were getting trampled on or just left behind and were getting one egg at the egg hunt. Well, you know, the yeah. other kiddos would get a whole basket. So we love our egg hunt at Gigi's um, Playhouse just because it's, you know, they can take their time and it can take a long time. And we put so many eggs out that, we actually like teach them how to do an egg hunt and let them actually practice how to pick up the eggs and how to walk and find them because those skills are so important, but they get missed when you can't break it down and do it slowly for them. So that's kind of the point of what we do is that, you know, if they practice at ours, then maybe they can go and be a little more successful at those bigger ones, or it just gives an opportunity for the family to take them to one that's more for their pace and they still get to have a good time. Yeah, that's and that's a good example because I mean we've experienced that, you know, and yeah. I mean we are, you know, bless my son's heart, my older son that's 12. He is he is the best big brother. <laughs> but you know, and he he will be the one that you know, will sit there and hold Wyatt's hand and you know walk him slowly from egg to egg. Yeah. But even with that help you know, you've got a hundred other kids that are just mad dash running all over the place and you can't, it's not a competition, but it's like, you can't compete with that because they're going to be gone by the time you get to, you know, whatever eggs that, that are available. It it just, you can't, you just can't keep up. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if there's any uh, anybody listening that, you know, is looking for, you know, those kind of activities, an egg hunt that's more sensory friendly or more at their child's pace, you know, you're definitely welcome to check out Gigi's. Yeah. And someone who were to volunteer for those kinds of events, what kinds of things would you, would they be able to do? Yeah. So volunteers, we usually have them come early to the events so that, you know, they can work on prep work, um, you know, setting up for the uh, the program of the day or the event of the day. And then we also kind of just try to meet ahead of time and make sure everybody's on the same page, knows what we're doing. And then during the program or the event, um, there's a variety of different ways, you know, you can just help with, sometimes you help one-on-one with a child um, with Down syndrome or one-on-one with a child that's a sibling. Um, just if a parent brings a few different kids with them, um, it's it's sometimes helpful just to pair up like that and do the activities. Or you might just be, you know, if it's a, a group activity, um, just cheering for everyone and being there to help with the materials and the activities and setting things up. Um, that's kind of like our programs that we have on a regular basis. But there's also like, like you had mentioned, like bigger events. So we do like a gala every year. Um, like as fundraisers, we do like a golf outing, we do bingo. So those are more like most of the day events that volunteers could get involved with if they like to help plan events. Um, there's always like committees they could join to help us actually plan the event ahead of time um, and pick out, you know, the decorations and look for sponsors. And so there's so many different ways to be involved um, for volunteers. So it's a good place to volunteer. Yeah, it's. I mean, it sounds like it. And for families that do have children with special needs, how how do they get started with the programming there? Do they just, you know, you just show up or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. you can. So if you've heard about us or seen us online or whatever, uh, you can just show up. We have an online calendar um, on our website that kind of shows what times things are. And when you click on them, it'll tell you like, you know, the age group or what to expect. Um, there's also a way to like uh, create a MyGG's login, like username and password, and then RSVP for those events so that we know you're coming and can expect you. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're even nervous to come your first time, you can always reach out to us and we'll just, we can just have you during any open hours to give you a tour or just to maybe see the playhouse when it's um, not very full and you can kind of experience it. Um, just like with your, just your family, or if you want to meet just another family or something, but yeah, you're always welcome to come out and try anything. Um, and then the ones that are like session based, kind of like if you're interested in the tutoring and you want to sign up, you know, you'd sign up for the whole 15 week session. That's also on our website too. You just, uh, go on there and you can register for the session and we'll pair you up. And it's, it's so amazing that these services, like you said, are always free for the families. Exactly. Yeah. So that is one thing as a whole that Gigi's um, puts out there is that they don't want, uh, you know, money to be a barrier to achievement is what we say. So if your child has Down syndrome, um, we want this to be free to your family just to bring them 
And, you know, it's it's not free for us to run, of course. Um, <laughs> so that's why we do the fundraisers throughout the year. Um, and the fundraisers are fun. They're a way to, you know, maybe get extended family involved or maybe your coworkers or your friends to kind of come out and support those fundraisers um, or local businesses. You know, we're trying to get uh, sponsorship from local businesses and things like that, too. Um so that it's not the families that are paying, but kind of the community comes together for a fun event and then the proceeds go towards it. So how does a business get involved with GGs? What can they do? Yeah. Like so a business owner or manager for a business and they think, hey, I'd really like to support this organization. Like what can they do? Yeah. I mean, we have a bunch of different ways um, for each of our uh, events that are coming up, like for the gala that's coming up in April, um, we'll have different sponsorship levels. Um, so you can, uh, a business could choose to be one of our sponsors and they could pay, you know, a set amount and then they could get some complimentary tickets to come to the gala. Um, they would get an advertisement in our program. Um, we'd advertise them on the screen, on social media. Um, those kind of incentives, you know, just to kind of partner with those organizations to show that they're supporting us, um, but then to honor them as well, to have them see what we're doing. Um, so at each event, we do it that way. We also have a uh, Believe in Our Build campaign going on right now because we're actually expanding to a new building. So if there's any businesses that specifically want to help with like the build out of that, they could even sponsor like one of our new rooms or areas in the new playhouse. Um, so we're definitely looking uh, on our website. There's opportunities there or just reach out to us for email. We can come do presentations at your business uh, and present like what we are and why we're looking for support. Um, or you could come for a tour and we could show you kind of in action what we're doing. So different ways, but we definitely, you know, we've only been around for almost four years. So we still feel like there's a lot of people that haven't heard of us. Um, and I'm sure there's more businesses that might want to get involved and support us. And you said you are getting a new building. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been in this one for, I said, going on four years. And the trend we've seen over the last four years is like a tripling effect. So from the time we started in January of 2020, we've just seen a tripling of the number of families that come, the number of participants, uh, the number of free program hours that we deliver has tripled as well. We're doing close to close to 500 free program hours per month by volunteers. Um, and but our space hasn't tripled. So we're pretty crammed in the playhouse right now for a lot of our our programs are pretty tight. Um, so we're actually going to a building just across the street or not even across the street. It's just across the parking lot. Um, and it's three times the size of our current one. So we'll be in a 7,400 square foot building. Um, right now we're working on painting it, uh, getting up the carpet, um, getting new carpet down, building furniture, that kind of stuff to move in, in the new year. That's, I mean, that's like three times the size. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited. I, I, I bet. And it's, Will there be like more, um, more that you're able to do with the, the additional space? Yeah, for sure. So um, by opening up the new building, instead of just one tutoring room, we're going to now have three tutoring rooms. 
um, so that three different kiddos can get tutored at the same time instead of just one. Um, we're going to have a actual kitchen because right now we just have a little kitchenette and then we put up tables and we plug in like air fryers and stuff in our current building. So the new kitchen will be a full kitchen with a stove and countertops and everything we need to actually teach our adults how to work in a real kitchen. Um, our gym. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun, right? Um, our site coordinator is the only paid staff member that we have. And right now she just has a desk right when you walk in. Um, so we'll be giving her like a separate office with a door and a window that she can have her own office um, to get work done in there. So that will be helpful. Um, and we'll, our, our kiddos and participants really love the stage. They just love going on stage and singing karaoke and giving speeches and things like that. So we're actually going to have um, a separate stage in a separate room for our adults because right now our adults um, are meeting at tables with like toys behind them and stuff, which like I mentioned before, we feel isn't as age appropriate. So we're going to give them their own space um, for our adults. We call them our fantastic friends and their rooms called like Club G and it's going to be set up kind of like a game room or like just a fun hangout space for them um, with just fun stuff and no kids toys. So they'll have their own stage in there as well so that they can go on there and sing karaoke. They can dance. They can give speeches. And um, we're really excited about that. Yeah, that that sounds like, I mean, I think any teenager or adult like would would want to have their own space. That sounds really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited about that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today about yeah, all thank of you. I mean, like I mentioned, we, you know, we are relatively new to PA. So we came to our first GG's Playhouse and it was just, I mean, it was, it was incredible. And we're so excited to be involved. And I hope for everyone listening that you take some time to learn more about Gigi's because they just make such a positive impact in the lives of our Down syndrome communities across the country. Yeah, thank you so much for, for having us. And yeah, we would love to get anyone involved that isn't involved yet. Uh, and where, if they want to find you, where can they find you? Yeah, um, sure. Like on social media and online. Yeah, so we are on social media for Facebook. It's Gigi's Playhouse Lancaster. Um, same with Instagram, Gigi's Playhouse Lancaster. And then um, our website would be uh, Gigi's Playhouse.org uh, backslash Lancaster would be ours specifically. And um, Gigi's is G-I-G-I, well, not in social media, you don't put the apostrophe, but G-I-G-I-S for Gigi's Playhouse. Um, yeah. Well, great. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy your holiday season. This this episode will be released after the holidays because we're taking a holiday break. But right now we're recording it. It's not yet Christmas. <laughs> yes. Thank you so. so much. Yeah. Merry Christmas. All right. We will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. That's our episode for this week. New episodes will drop every Monday. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss out. Leave us a review and share to help other moms find us. Thanks for stopping by the Fireflies and Whoopie Pie podcast. <laughs>
the only podcast by South Central PA moms for South Central PA moms. Until next time.